Welcome to the Bright Business Women podcast, where we explore the backstories of successful business founders, company directors, authors, speakers, creative geniuses, and professional service providers. Listen as we explore what makes these creative, lively, enterprising people tick. Expect the unexpected, true stories, life hacks, funny anecdotes, even some outrageous controversy, if we're lucky. I'm your host, Pauline Bright. Let's dive in. Episode 10. Melanie Colling is a podcaster, the business owner of Purpose Driven Projects, and with her business partner, Brett Jarman, is the co-founder of Experts On Air. She's also a certified project management professional with over 20 years project management experience. She's worked on multi-million dollar projects throughout her career for companies such as NAB, Telstra, BP Oil, Medibank, South Australian Health, Origin Energy, BHP and 7-Eleven. Melanie left her corporate career to get closer to people and projects she's passionate about in her own business. She says business is a series of relationships. Even as technology advances and the way we work changes, there are still people and relationships at the heart of all businesses, and how you connect and collaborate with the right people is the key to success. Welcome to the podcast, Melanie. It's so wonderful to have you here. We have this wonderful connection through... Uh, wealth dynamics and wealth profiling and I've always been fascinated by the way you move through the world and how I move through the world and how quite different they are so you're very much a people person so you've got this amazing list of qualifications you've got certifications you've you've been a a project um, a project management management professional Um, you're a certified practicing project director there's all these things and you've worked in corporate a lot but I'm interested in you the person who is you Melanie so welcome now it's your turn I'll let you speak (laughs) (laughs) thanks Pauline and you'll notice that we probably talk a lot the two of us so you know Mm -hmm. that's a creative supporter we get on well (laughs) yeah so um yeah thank you for having me and um yeah, what is my story? So that's been a really interesting journey for me because I have worked in corporate for 20 plus years in the project management space, but I, it was never for me. And I actually fell into that job <laughs> um, and learnt along the way. And I was always looking for something else. So I kept trying stuff. So I would go and, you know, I've sold Nutramedics and Tupperware and handbags and, you know, I've tried all sorts of things. You know, I did a florist course at one stage and my poor husband's just like, oh my God, what are you doing? Um, But I was always looking for something. So I knew corporate wasn't for me. I knew I wanted to have my own business and do something, but I was always searching for what. Um, And then it wasn't until actually I, I discovered my profile Um, as a supporter, and yes, I am a people person, um, that it actually all made sense about why I was always searching for that and why I was never happy in corporate because I wasn't in my flow. Mm. Um, And so then that opened this whole other journey about, okay, how do I then discover what I should be doing and what keeps me in my flow and stop doing what, you know, gets me out of flow, um, which has taken me on my journey of, you know, being an entrepreneur. Mm. And uh, that was a bit of a journey for me as well, discovering my profile and having my family profile at the same time. And it kind of, for me, it confirmed the obvious that I am such a high creator that it's just not funny. So for me, it's not about people. It's all about, oh, what can I make? <laughs> and so yeah. it's, it's like, and, and being in business coaching is that, that it just fulfills that desire as well of being able to help somebody create what they want to create as well and having some input into that too. So, you know, I, I found that whole profile system fascinating. So I'm not going to go into the profiling system too much. 
Um, and it's something that I'd love people to explore. So I'll put some links at the bottom of the, um, in the show notes and at the bottom of the podcast notes. Um, so tell me, that revelation about finding out you were a supporter, what happened? Well, it's funny because when I first took my test, I came out star, which yeah. is between creator and supporter, yeah. um, which is more around if you think Oprah Winfrey, which is, you know, shining the light on others, um, that kind of thing, being on stage. Um, and I read that and I was like, mm, little bits kind of resonate, but I wasn't really comfortable with it. And then as I was um, doing more things within the community, um, people kept saying, are you sure you're a star? I'm sure you're a supporter. <laughs> I'm like, so I did the I redid the test and actually was a supporter and I just read the profile and I was like oh my god that is so me um so it was just this aha moment but also like this comfort of oh I'm okay because I'm a supporter and now I know why I do these things and so it was kind of it was fresh eyes that I was looking at the world through because I had this information and then it was kind of a journey of like okay and, and interestingly I looked back at all of my things and Roger actually said something <coughs> which really annoyed me at the time and Roger Hamilton is the one that created Wealth Dynamics and he was going around and, and talked about little profiles and said that accumulators make good project managers and accumulators, if you look at the square, are kind of, you know, down on the, the left-hand side yeah. and, yeah. yeah, they're almost opposite to a supporter. And I was like, really? why? You know, I've been project manager for 20 years. What have I done? Wasted my life, you know, <laughs> like... You know, I was quite good at it. Like, why is that? And so it really bothered me for a while. So I had to sit with it um, because he says accumulators are good because they've got the data and the analysis and they've got the timing. So they're good at ticking off, you know, if you've got a project plan, you know, have we done this? Yes, yes. And they tick a box. Now, I never ran a project like that. So I thought about it for a while and I was like, I actually ran a project by making sure I had the right people on my team and I supported mm. those people to deliver what they needed to deliver to make my project successful. That's how I did it. So once I realised that, I was like, oh, okay. So it's all of those little learnings and looking back to say, how did I do it now that I know that I'm a supporter and then how do I take that and move forward and do more of that and less of the stuff that I know I don't like but now it's been, you know, um, now I know why I didn't like it. <laughs> Isn't it interesting? We, we often get shoehorned into something thinking that, you know, people tell us, oh, that'd be fabulous for you, you should do that. Or we think logically that, you know, that's the next step, that's what we should do. Or we kind of get a little bit um, anxious and fall into something that's, you know, it's, and it's not always right. But I think yeah. I, I love that whole thread of how did I do that? And so, yeah. you know, the people were the essence of it for you. And, you're, and, and so tell me a bit about, more about supporter profile and, what is it that makes it so perfect for you? It's, it's all around connection. And this is the stuff I've kind of been playing with lately in my business is around how can I bring more connection to what I do? Um, and what I'm doing now with the podcast booking agency is perfect. So at the moment, um, we've got an agency where we bring hosts and guests together so that the guest is interviewed on the um, podcast host podcast and we help the podcast host find good quality professional expert guests so it's all about connecting those two and making sure that you've got the right match so you're creating a win-win situation for both the guest mm. and the host but also the the audience 
you know, creating mm. a win for them because they're getting to hear from all these cool people. So that really floats my boat. So I'm absolutely in flow when I'm doing that. I love it. You know, and I get so excited. I'm like, oh my God, I found someone else and they'd be awesome on this one. And um, it's funny because my business partner and experts on air, Brett Jarman, who we both know, um, he says to me, he said, I've got this mental image of you all the time because we met, you know, many, many years ago and we've been to a Crystal Circle conference. And his image of me is walking around this, you know, conference and, and saying, dragging someone going, hey, you need to go and speak to this person. I'll be dragging them across the room to connect them to that. And then I'll be dragging someone else along and going, <laughs> you need to connect to them. You guys and he's like, you're just like dragging people around or bringing people to him. And he's an introvert. So he was like, yeah, that's cool. I don't need to go speak to anyone. She'll just bring me people. <laughs> <laughs> it's such an important quality. And it's for me, because I, I, I sort of sit on both sides. So I'm a bit of an ambivert, so I found out. Um, and so I can be extremely introverted and, yeah. uh, and, and not connect with people or extremely extroverted and seemingly gregarious and really love connecting with people. And I, and I do have to have that balance of both. So, um, yep. so tell me about um, Experts on Air. So talk a little bit about Experts on Air and, and what, what was the catalyst for you, for you and Brett to go, oh, we should be working together? So funny. Um, years ago, we were on a mastermind together um, and it was with Roger and we were both doing our own businesses. So we'd get on each month and we'd give an update of our business. So I'd listen to him give an update. He'd listen to me, you know, we kind of you learn. You, and it's cool because you learn about everybody else's business and, you know, we have similar problems and, you know, sometimes you have a win and sometimes a challenge. And so we would listen to each other. And at the time, Brett was doing um, sales and marketing and funnels um, and I was doing project management for entrepreneurs, so helping them put some structure and, um, you know, focus into their business through projects. Um, and Brett would then refer people to me because he didn't want to manage people. And I'd refer people to him because they wanted sales and marketing information, which wasn't my bag. So we were kind of going like this, referring. And in the end, we just talked to each other and we said, you know what, we should just work together. This is crazy. Like, you know, we're kind of doing this. We need to um, come together. So we did and we did some stuff together with a few clients. And then we kind of went off and did our own thing. Um, and then we came back. Brett rang me about three years ago and he said, we should do a podcast together. And I was like, what's a podcast? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's like, all you got to do is rock up and speak. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can do that. That's yeah, fine. I can do no that, problem. says Mel. Yeah, yeah, that's easy. Um, so he did all the technical stuff and being a mechanic profile, so he likes to understand how the systems and tools and stuff work in the background. So he sussed all this out and because he had the sales and marketing and copyright background, then he worked out how the podcast tool worked in the back end. Um, and so he had it all down pat. So we started this podcast together and then we kind of did a few things and he started Experts on Earth, so doing podcast production for people. So end-to-end, -end, you know, all the content creation that comes for a podcast. Uh, he's recently moved into, you know, training people how to do their own. And then by osmosis, almost organically, his hosts were saying, how do I get good guests on my, you know, where do I find good guests? And then we had people come to us saying, hey, this podcasting thing, how can I get on more podcasts? Like, this is really cool. It's kind of, you know, everybody's talking about it. How do I get a piece of it? So organically, people started coming to us and we're like, hey, we should just start doing this. So we, we started this podcast booking agency um, and 
we've kind of just this year said, okay, let's just really focus on it because we were doing other things as well. Um, and once you focus on something, it just starts happening. So it's been really exciting to start this year. Like we're really growing and, and we're trying to focus on um, Australia Pacific because there's booking agencies in the US and a couple in the UK, but no one that really looks after no Australia, New Zealand, hmm. Asia. Um, so we're going to focus on that. Um, but that's not to say we don't take hosts from other countries, you know, and, and guests, but mm. we're really supporting our guests and then, you know, we'll, we'll go bigger um, as mm. we get, you know, as opportunities come. And the cool thing now is people are starting to come to us again. So we're getting attraction instead mm. of us having to go out and find people all the time. So, yeah, mm. it's cool. I love it. Were you surprised by that? Yes, but I shouldn't have been. <laughs> Because when you're doing something that's natural to you, it all just, it feels so easy. And I think until we've um, been in that position and felt that way to go, actually, I'm quite enjoying this and this is easy, then we need to try and do more of that. But we kind of make our lives hard for ourselves. And yeah. we're like, oh, it's easy. I should be doing something else. And we complicate it all. We do. And we make complicated business plans. Like I'm a, I'm a big planner. I like plans and I like goals. I don't, I don't particularly like the left brain, write it down, nag the universe kind of goal setting. Um, but I do like um, propelling things forward in my head and, and making plans that way. Yep. And, and sometimes the universe has a very funny sense of humour and it will give you things you either didn't expect or that you should have had instead. So I'm prepared to, you know, to let go and let whatever happens, happens. So that's really cool. So, um, so tell me about... Um, there's, you did a really fascinating thing. So, you know, we'd had a bit of contact. We'd been to Bali together and done all sorts of interesting things. So tell me, you moved your family to Bali for seven months. Tell me yeah. about that. Like, I can't even imagine doing that because everyone would go, no, I don't want to go. I want to, I want to do this and I want to do that. So tell me about that. Yeah, so there was a lot of negotiation. <laughs> <laughs> and you won. <laughs> yeah. So my husband is an accumulator, so you can imagine, you know, just like how so it is. So mine. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh, we talked for ages about that. Um, so I was in corporate, and I was I was full time working in corporate, and I had my business purpose driven projects, so helping entrepreneurs, um, you know, grow and accelerate their business through projects. So I was doing both, and it was kind of one of those moments where it's like something's got to give. Like I can't keep doing both; they were both full time jobs, um, and so I needed to make that. Um, that decision and that jump and you know it was either like forget the entrepreneur dream and keep working full-time but you know I spent all this time and energy and that was my passion and you know I didn't really want to let it go um, or you know make that leap and go okay got to go full-time in this business to really make it fly so at the time I was doing some work with um, Simone who runs Vision Villas Resort over in Bali um, part of Roger's um, stuff entrepreneurs institute um, and I was helping her with a promotion plan so we we're doing that we we're chatting on the phone one day and she said oh, I'm looking for someone to do blah 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 just off the couplet and I said do you reckon I could do that <laughs> and it was just a random conversation and she's like do you want to <laughs> I'm like yeah that's cool so we started working out how we could make it happen so we created it um, and I'm like yeah okay so I gave my notice in, we had a month to get there because there was a new program starting. So I was help, I was going over there to help host and then I did eventually facilitate some of the iLab programs, so business accelerator programs. Um, 
which was awesome because for a supporter, we love being around people and, you know, supporting them through that program. So, yeah, we, we packed everything up in storage. We packed everything up. Um, my daughter was six at the time. So she, um, we pulled her out of school and she went to school over in Bali, which was great because she could say so many more words than I could. I could, I could <laughs> say about five words and then I'm like pointing at things. Um, but, yeah, it was a great adventure and, you know, such a good opportunity to, you know, in, at, instead of jumping out of the boat into nothing, like I had something to go to plus do mm. my business. So it was kind of like like a stepping stone. But it also gave me, you know, such a great opportunity to connect with so many different people from around the world, um, see what they were doing in their business and then allowed me to like kind of morph and change what I was doing, you know, with my business. So it was awesome. Mm. So tell me about your husband's role in that. Yeah, so um, he was really looking after Izzy and, you know, taking her to and from school and, and all of that kind of stuff so I could just focus on work because when there was a program, it was quite full on, like you had mm-hmm. to be there all the time and you're with the group. Um, and so he kept the home fires burning um, and, and, like, supporting me in that way. Um, he had opportunities to do things but didn't quite, you know, take anything on at the time. Um, and then we had to come back after six months to renew visas, et cetera. And when we came back, we caught up with people and both he and my daughter were like, we really miss Australia and I miss my friends and my school, my daughter was saying. And I was like, oh, okay, so I got voted off the island. I have to come home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could have been the winner. <laughs> you probably know, are the winner anyway. I know. It's oh. like, really? You want to go home? Are you crazy? <laughs> oh, it's a big wide world, isn't it? Um, yeah. You know, you, you touched on something there that was really interesting and, and I call it sunk costs. So it's the investment that you make into the life that you've built or the career you've got, the job, all that sort of stuff. So um, there's this kind of, there's a lot of emotion that goes on around separating yourself from something you've already created. So mm-hmm. how, what was it like making that decision? Was it an easy decision or did it take you a long time to come to it? No, I was sold straight away because <laughs> I was always looking for something that's like, how can I do this? Mm. And I knew I couldn't do it in the same environment and situation that I was in. Mm. Um, you know, so Bali was lower cost of living, you know, less responsibilities, all that kind of stuff. So it was easier to make that leap. Um, so for me, it was like, this is a transition into full time. Mm. Um, and so it was a stepping stone to that. Where um, So, yeah, I was sold. I just had to sell everybody else around me. (laughs) (laughs) You're obviously very good at it. (laughs) Yes. That's really cool. So tell me about um, when you were there um, and developing this program and doing your thing over there, was it obvious to you at that time that you were moving more into the kind of career and the the work that you really wanted to be doing and should be doing? Um, yes and no. So what I found was um, because I was doing that and then trying to do my business, I was kind of torn again. So I'd gone from one situation where I had two jobs to another situation where I had two jobs and I was like, hang on, this is not what I had planned. Ah. Um, but in doing that, I actually just ran with it and said, okay, I'm here, let's just do this and, and take it. So what I really discovered about myself during that journey was that a, I had the opportunity to facilitate, but that wasn't the only thing that I liked doing. Like it was okay, but as a supporter, I actually liked the, like the group and the community and the nurturing and mm. making sure that people got it. 
So, you know, whereas a star can stand up there and say, this is what you've got to do and then walk away, I couldn't do that. I was like, have you got it? Like, come on, you need to get this. Come on. <laughs> Let me help you. <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. Um, and I actually learnt that, you know, more of where my value lay in some mm. of those things um, and how I would do things differently. So even though, you know, it was like, okay, this is not what I thought it would be, it was actually something that I needed to learn mm. um, about me. So it was an awesome opportunity. Mm. It sounds like a real leap of faith. Is that is that part of your makeup, prone to taking leaps yeah. of faith? Yes, and it's so funny because I had my um, co-author here, so Marie Rizuka from the US for a week. She stayed with me, um, and she's a creator. So we've, like, been creating all these grand ideas and, you know, chatting away, and her stuff is around, like, getting people's story out of them. That's her magic. And I was like, so what's my story, Marie? Like, you know, what do I do? Because I've got all these disparate things, and um, we, she's just chatting to me, and um, I said something about I just love breaking the rules. Mm. And she's like, that's it. And I was like, oh, yeah. And then I've got so many stories about how I'm always breaking the rules, not in a rebellious, like, you know, shave your head and, you know, go crazy like Britney, Britney Spears, but, you know, just in, okay, what's the rules? Why is it like that? I don't, I don't agree with that, so I'm going to do it my way. So all different things like, you know, I went and got married in Fiji and we just eloped and then we rang everybody and said, hey, by the way, we got married and, you know, just like everything I'm like, you know, who said that that's a rule and we have to follow that? So um, it's really interesting that she picked up on that. So I'm really going to do some stuff around. I think that would be cool to talk about, you know, how you can break the rules. Yes, and, and I think that's probably why we connect so well on that because, um, you know, my my exterior, I look pretty and nice and, you know, very conventional and all the rest of it, but underneath I'm just doing covert ops. <laughs> that's really, yeah. it's so much fun. That. It's like... It's like I can, I can, I show me the rules, give me the recipe, and then I'll work out how I can change it, which is yeah, way exactly. more fun for me. And so I spent a lot of time in detention at school because I was always asking, why do I have to do that? <laughs> or or I just sort of like, I would just refuse. I would just go, no, I'm not doing that. And it was funny because I brought my kids up the same way. Yeah. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, we're definitely kindred spirits on that. I love it. Um, and now tell me about the book. Tell me about You Are a Genius, the book. Yeah, so um, that came about, I connected with Marie, um, you know, a few years ago at a conference and um, she'd had this idea and, you know, we've all been to um, those conferences where we hear people's stories and I was like, oh, God, I never knew that about you. Like, that's awesome. Or, you know, um, I need to connect with you for that because I didn't know that about you and, you know, all this kind of stuff. So hearing someone's stories and they were so inspirational, it's like, we need to like get these in a book and you know people need to hear these stories like not, not just us in that we're actually attending the conference um so marie had this idea of pulling together all these stories uh in a book and she had started this and chatted to people and she got the publisher on board and all that kind of stuff um and then she rang me and knowing i was a true supporter <laughs> she's like hey i need some help getting all these people on board and i'm like yeah cool that sounds good to me like you know, I really resonated with what she was doing. Um, it was all about connection, so I was in my flow. But it was also also about, you know, getting people's stories and giving them an opportunity to, to be an author um, and to get their story out there and to make a bigger impact in the world, which is what I'm all about. Um, so I was like, yeah, jump on board and do that. And it was such fun. Like, you know, I'm not saying we didn't have challenges and, you know, it didn't take longer than we thought it would take. And, you know, we learned so much about, you know, the process of putting a book together. But we are forever connected with 18 authors in the book 
because we're all in this book together. Mm. And, you know, it's just the magic of what possibility or what opportunity can be created by being in this book together. So what I used to say, you know, to the authors is, hey, you know, Sophie, you're over in Sweden. You are going to talk about this book and say, hey, I'm in a book. I'm in the book. I don't know what opportunity is going to come. Someone might read my story, you know, and I don't know what the, who the authors are speaking to and, and where the, our story and book is going. So I just think it's so magical that, you know, we've got so so much opportunity and we're actually just coming together and, you know, working out, okay, what can we do next and, and what does this look like and what are you doing over here and, you know, can we do that similar and, mm. you know, how can we help each other? So mm. um, that's the exciting thing. And then when we did the Amazon book launch, it was so much fun. Like, we're like, okay, we're going live, you know, in 24 hours and we kicked it off in Australia and I kicked off social media and then um, Daniel and Christina in the UK came on board and they they continued and then the US guys came on and they took over while I slept and then I woke up and I took over and we were having, we were all messaging going, oh, my God. And so we got Amazon bestseller in like seven countries and in 40 categories and it was absolutely wow. amazing. And, and we're just like, oh, my God, we've got another country and, you know, it was so exciting to do it as a group. Like, yeah. you know, if you've done that by yourself, it'd be like, oh, yeah, that's great, but who do you celebrate with? And, like, we had 18 people to go, oh, my God, look what we've done. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. And, you know, I think the interesting part about stories and telling stories is that they're like little snapshots in time. And so it's impossible to capture capture someone's story in or the whole story in a very short space of time. So, and that's what I like about podcasting. I like this whole discovery process yeah. and, uh, and, and, you know, talking about, you know, here's a little sliver of your story because you couldn't possibly capture a, whole, a person's whole life in such a short space of time. But um so what I'm interested in also with you, because I, I find you utterly fascinating, Melanie, I really do, <laughs> especially as a people person, because that hasn't always been really comfortable for me. It's been a mm -hmm. process I've had to learn how to deal with, you know, how to network, how to talk to people, how to, um, in fact, one of my friends said to me when I decided to become a coach 15 years ago, she said, but you don't like people. <laughs> Interesting <laughs> observation. <laughs> and she might have been right she might have been right that was that whole catholic upbringing of sit down shut up and don't do anything don't ask for anything <laughs> oh okay behave yourself okay so so um it's taken a while to brush that off but it's well and truly gone now um so tell me about um podcasting and the power of podcasting because i'm loving my podcast so tell it's me so about amazing. what it is for you it's so amazing like i just love there's so many things about podcasting, but the one thing is people can actually hear you and they get to know you and your personality by you talking. So it's really hard to get that across in text or when you're writing. Yeah. Um, and podcasting is like this different level of connection. So I call it like three levels of connection. You know, you can do that through text, so blogging, books, um, you know, social media, etc. Then when you go podcasting, you go next level because people can hear you as well as, you know, you can um, have the text from it as well. So they get to know a little bit about you. And the ultimate is that they can see and hear you. So that would be speaking and getting in front of people. But, you know, you've got YouTube and videos and stuff now too. Mm. You can podcast into videos too. Mm. So it's just that next level of connection. But, actually, you know, 
anyone can start a podcast. How cool is that? You don't have to wait to be interviewed from someone to say that you're an expert. You can just go and say, hey, I want to share this content and I think it's really valuable in the world and I know a lot of people would get value from listening to it. So I'm just going to talk. And then people start listening and they're like, oh, yeah, I really like that. And, you know, they make a connection with you and they want to hear you again and again and again. And it's the feedback that you can get too because it's real time, Mm. you know, and you, you listen to what they've got to say or, you know, some podcasters have, um, options where their audience can tell them what, who they should interview next or what topic they should talk about or, you know, all this. So it's like this interaction um, and podcasting is so accessible. So we're seeing that the stats from Facebook and all social media are actually usage is going down and podcasting is rising oh. because people can do it, you know, while they're exercising, to and from work, while they're, tra- while they're commuting, um, you know, they're in the car with dropping the kids off, you know, wherever. They're listening to podcasts and it's actually you're able to choose your content. So you don't have to be, you know, the radio station and they're telling you what you should listen to. You actually go and find something that you can listen to. So you can go and educate yourself while you're going to and from work or, you know, walking around the block. I love putting my headphones on and going for a walk and I listen to a podcast every time. Like I don't listen to music anymore and I'm, I keep going around the block because I'm like, I need to finish this podcast. Like I want to hear the end of it. So I'm keep walking that's 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 the hidden benefit isn't it you have to go for more and longer walks just to listen to podcasts so you can get fitter while you're listening to podcasts (laughs) all those hidden benefits i love it yeah Um, and it's the content that you create from it so you're talking yeah you're creating all this content you can use all that and repurpose it and you know, put it on social media and stuff. And that's the magic of it. It's making the best use of your time as an expert. And, you know, the the creator in me loves that idea. It's like taking the nut of something and then being able to expand it into other things. And my creator brain goes crazy about thinking about all of the different applications and all of the different things. I'd have to live about three or four new lifetimes just to be able to deliver it all. (laughs) But I'm having fun creating it in my head, which is okay. And then I occasionally create it in the real world. So that's cool. So so are we are we still are we past the early adopters and into the like where are we on that bell curve of of podcasting? Yeah, I think I think we're on the growth. So we're on the upward of the bell curve. Yeah. Um, you know, some people say it's too late and it's like it's never too late. Like, you know, what's stopping you? Like everybody there's podcasts starting all the time, but there's also podcasts that are stopping all the time. So yes. even though you go, oh, you know, there's 100,000 podcasts or whatever, I don't even know what the number is because, you know, that's not a supportive thing to remember numbers. Um, <laughs> don't, but don't use it as an excuse. Um, but, you know, there's so many podcasts that are either dormant or they've been put on hold. And, you know, I, I've put mine on hold a couple of times too. But so people think, oh, there's so many podcasts, who's going to listen to mine? but they're not all posting regularly and people want to hear from people regularly. So once they've connected with you and they're listening, they actually want to, okay, what's the next one and the next one and the next one. They want to keep listening. So yeah, don't think that you've missed the boat because you absolutely haven't. Yes. And there's always an audience for what what you've got to say as well. And I I think, you know, if if you can find people who are like you or who listen to your message and it makes them think, then you've got, you know, you're starting to get a team of listeners who will follow you anyway. And so I think that's just life. And I don't think there's there's not been a time in history before where we could even do this, where we have this level of accessibility. So it's absolutely brilliant. So so any predictions about the future of podcasting? Oh, the future of podcasting. I got my crystal ball. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
No, look, I just think there's more and more people. So you'll see also like corporate organisations getting onto podcasting. There's a way of communicating to their staff. So, you know, you know, uh, the typical CEO sends a memo that he's never even looked at. It's all by his staff, you know, that they've sent saying, oh, you should communicate something to your people. <laughs> you know, we've all got those kind of emails. I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. But they're all podcasting now. It's like, you know, I'll just talk and I'll give my message and then they can put it as a podcast and then all these yeah. other people can come in and give information to our employees. So they're using podcasting as a communication tool within organisations. So yeah. I think that's really cool. So it's like how can podcasting, like how can it be applied to different situations and, you know, organisations? So I think that's exciting. So, yeah, lots more ways that it can be used and adapted. Mm. And I think it's be, I think it's because of the wave that it's on. There's a lot more people who are finding ways and and creative ways to use it that we haven't even thought of yet. So yeah, absolutely. it's going to be very a, interesting. Um, yeah. I run a um, a podcast meetup, so we're called Melbourne Podcasters. So we catch up every month. Um, and I was thinking, oh, you know, it'd be great because my focus is podcasting for business. So how can mm. you create yourself as an expert and then, you know, leverage yourself and create yourself as an authority? Um, but many people just do it as a hobby. So they love it. You know, so they're talking about stuff that they love. And there was a one guy and I was like, this is brilliant. He does a podcast on this uh, movie called The Dark Crystal, which was oh, out I love in the, the Dark Crystal. I know. I, I did it. too. I loved it, but I was so scared of it as a kid. And I was like, oh, my God, and the Skeksis and like this. And anyway, we're having this great conversation because apparently um, Netflix created a new um, a, a new TV series on it. So it's like the prequel to the movie ah. that came out in the 80s. So then it all became big again. So he did this podcast on the Netflix series and then he goes back to the movie and, it, and you know, talks about that. And he talks about people that helped produce it and different people that worked on the film and people that have, like, um, read it and, and gone on to do other things beyond The Dark Crystal. But it's like just one movie you can make a whole podcast on. Who would have known? Like. Yeah. That's just amazing. And he's got so many thousands of listeners. Like he was up in the top podcast when the Netflix series came out. And it's like, I love listening to people, like how they come up with the idea of their podcast. Like sometimes it's so random, but it's so genius. I love it. Yeah. It's fascinating, isn't it? And it's like, yeah. if, it, if, if it, for me, if it interests me, it's likely going to interest other people as well. So it's yeah. about finding that audience and creating that connection. And you know, if you never if you yeah. never try it, you'd never know. So yeah. Exactly. For me, it was just just put my toe in the water and keep going. And and Brett says that there's um uh most podcasts don't survive beyond the seventh episode. So yeah. that's an interesting stat, isn't it? That people try yeah. it, but but it, it sort of you know it drops off. Do, what do you think causes that? So a lot of it is people doing it all themselves. Oh. Um, and I've noticed in the podcasters meetup is that everybody wants to know about the technology and what microphone do you use and what editing software do you use and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I just use my headphones from my iPhone that came free and I yeah. use Zoom and I press record and that's all I do. Like, don't yeah. ask me about anything technical because, you know, I don't go beyond that. But, you know, thank God I've got Brett that, you know, helps with all the back end stuff and you know how to do that now through doing your training. Yeah. But people get so caught up in it's got to be perfect. Like my sound's got to be perfect. I've got to have the logo and this. And so they make it such a big thing that it becomes too much for them and actually takes them away from doing what their core business is, mm. uh, which is not producing a podcast. So 
you know, then they either need to go and find someone to do it or a number of people to do it or they put it on the back burner and think that was too hard. But mm. actually they just need to make it easy for themselves, make it part of their business, you know, like um, record for an hour, make sure it's in your calendar, you know what you're doing, you've got, you know, guests lined up for a couple of months in advance, you know your content, then it's easy. If you make it easy for yourself, you'll keep going. If you make it hard and too much of a project, then it will kind of never yes and and i'm finding the interesting part about the content is that um so i do uh some of me just me on my own talking and some with guests like this um but i'm finding that uh the guest interviews are probably way more entertaining and fascinating than i thought they would be because it's just a conversation and you know we could be sitting in a coffee shop having this conversation together instead of opposite sides of australia and i love i just i love that whole connection so um oh you know mel i could ask you about like a million questions we we could go on and on and on forever um is there anything that you want to tell me like is anything you want to fess up to that that you want to say anything uh, that i haven't asked you no i i just love the whole like you're saying like having a conversation and letting other people listen to the conversation because people will pick up on different things Mm. like some people will be more thinking oh I love what Pauline's saying about the ideas because they're probably more creative or someone's thinking oh yeah you know that supporter that that's cool about connecting people need to think about that but some people will be going oh my god these two mad women like just (laughs) talking 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 like you're doing my head in what's going on and it's like you know it's just this is how you learned how to find your tribe Yes. and the people that you want to connect with and what they're talking about. And you're like, okay, that's for me. No, that's not for me. And it's like, you know, just you've just got to go out there and find what resonates with you, what works for you. And that's the same in personal and in business. But it's so exciting. And, you know, as you would know, being a podcast host, how cool is it to say, hey, I'd love to interview on my podcast? Yeah. Ah, no really one is cool. to you. <laughs> And, you know, the funny thing is um, I have never asked to be invited on a podcast, but I've been a guest lots of times. And I think that's that's as a result of deciding to put myself out there as well. So, you know, being very uh, vocal on LinkedIn and, um, you know, being in networking groups, being in Business Women Australia, just joining, you know, part of my Chamber of Commerce, really putting myself in the middle of things and um, being interested enough to talk to people and find out what's going on. And, you know, it's, it's, it's actually way easier than I thought it was. And that, that poor little person who, who didn't think she liked people. <laughs> Look at you now. <laughs> as it turned out, I actually do. So that's good. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, like I said, we could do this forever, but we're not going to. So we're going to leave some more for another time. So um, tell me or tell, tell the listeners I love that, the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, tell us how we can get more of Mel and how we can get in touch with you. Well, awesome. I know how to get in touch with you, but they don't yet. <laughs> <laughs> so our website is expertsonair.fm. Um, if you want to find out a bit more about pod, all things podcasting, um, the booking agency is on there as well. If you're interested in, you know, doing what we do and having a chat to people, like being a guest or starting your own podcast. Um, and then I'm just, I'm on social media, LinkedIn, all of those places. So Melanie Colling um, or Experts on Air, or we've got a Facebook page called Global Podcasters-Experts on Air. So yeah, you'll find me. I'm all over Very accessible. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, you leave it.
if Sorry. you're in Melbourne and you want, you're interested in podcasting, we have a monthly meetup called Melbourne Podcasters. So oh, brilliant. Join us face to face. Yeah, like that. Brilliant. All right, I'm going to leave it there. Thank you so much. Um, uh, I will talk to you again, no doubt, very soon. Cheers. Awesome. Thanks, Pauline. Bye. You've been listening to the Bright Business Women podcast with Pauline Bright. For show notes and other resources, please visit paulinebright.com slash podcast. While you're there, subscribe for future episodes to not only listen to inspiring stories, but to dive deep into what makes you, you, and use your own unique backstory for positive impact. And be a great friend. Please share the podcast with people like you. The Bright Business Women podcast is proud to be part of the Experts On Air podcast network.